Welcome to the interview edition of The Basics of Life with Rob Salvato, the lead pastor of Calvary Vista in Vista, California. These are the basics of life. Today on The Basics of Life Conversations, my guest is Cambria Joy. Cambria is a YouTuber and author. As a teenager, Cambria started a YouTube channel geared around health and fitness that gained considerable traction. Her channel has given her a unique platform that she has used to share her faith in Jesus and encourage young girls on the topic of identity, self-image, and more. Cambria is an author of Look Inside, 30 Days to Ending Your War with the Mirror, and her newest book is Growing Strong. Today, we will hear a bit of Cambria's testimony, her perspective on the performance-driven culture that so many young people are struggling with, and some insight into her new book. So now, here is my conversation with Cambria Joy. Well, welcome to the program, Cambria. Thank you so much for having me, Pastor Rob. I'm so excited. Me too. I am really looking forward to this conversation. And to get started, I'd love to just have you share with us about yourself and your testimony and the heart behind all that you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Cambria Joy, and I... I basically started on YouTube 10 years ago, which is so crazy. And um, basically, I kind of hit this point when I was in high school where I've been walking with Jesus my whole life. And in high school, I really just found myself caught up in trying to, you know, kind of running after this body that I thought was going to make me happy. You know, as a girl um, in high school, just seeing, you know, my friends and, and I had a friend who really heavily influenced me of just really everything is about image and everything is about what you look like. And, and so I found myself with this like internal feeling of like, man, I'm not enough, even though I have Jesus, you know, I'm walking with Jesus. I found myself running after something else, which was perfecting, you know, this image of mine that I thought if I could just get there, I'd be happy. If I could just reach that way, if I could just, and it was always like out of reach. And so I had this internal struggle of like, I'm not enough. Like I just, I need to get to this place and then I'll be, you know, and then I'll be happy. And then this external struggle of like, I just really didn't like my body. I just felt like that was the source of my unhappiness. And so it kind of led me into, you know, walking through that struggle, you know, on YouTube, which is so crazy with all the girls that the Lord had actually brought to the channel and, and just walking it out with, with, with Jesus and seeing that when I was brought to the end of myself, I struggled with binge eating disorder because I had restricted myself so mm. severely. And I just, I found myself in this eating disorder. And I remember very specifically this one night that I had binged and I overate and I felt so worthless and so sick physically from overeating right? Like your body is not designed to, you know, be constantly overeating. And I just felt Mm. sick on the inside and the outside. And I was so just struggling. And I felt like I had literally hit rock bottom. Like I truly felt like there was no hope for me. Like God, I dug myself into this mess. I made a mess of myself. I made a mess of my life. I feel like I'm always going to be in this eating disorder. I dug myself into it and I don't know how to get out of it. And it was really that night where I really clearly saw, you know, my 
true, like true need for, for Jesus. And that he was the only one that was, that is, and was able to rescue me from myself and from, from really the, the sin and the danger of running after this fake, you know, perfect image that was going to make me happy, you know, that my satisfaction doesn't come from, from me or a perfect body or chasing after something else other than Jesus. It's, it's found in him. And so through, through that, you know, through him, through Jesus and through that story of, of, of just struggle, um, the Lord has really just opened the door for me to be able to just share with other girls because there's so many girls going through this. There's so many people going through this, no matter what it is, you know, chasing after something that, you just feel like, oh, if I could just have that, you know, I would be happy. And you find yourself like, uh, no, <laughs> there is real, true satisfaction in Christ and in Christ alone. Amen. And, you know, Cambria, I got to tell you, I really appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability to um, get your story out. And like you said, there's so many um, girls and, and people in general, I think, who can relate to that struggle. And in your book, 30 Days to Ending Your Way or Your War with the Mirror, you talk about setting up a new standard, a standard of grace and not perfection. Um, I love that idea. Can you explain what you mean by that to us? Yeah, I remember just being in like really the thick of it when it comes to when it came to my eating disorder and just really struggling. And I had somebody pray over me and they said, you know, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm. And, and I just, it just hit me that, you know, we are, I was constantly trying to live up to this perfect life as far as like, if I could, again, just reach this, you know, number on the scale, if I could just get to what I want to see in the mirror, then I would be happy. If I could just Mm. reach that perfect body, then everything else in my life would be happy and good. And I'd feel satisfied and, and, you know, it was such a lie, but I was so blinded by that, by that prettiness of the lie, because Mm. my desires inside of me was like, yep, that's what you really want. That's what you really want. And I was just chasing after this perfection that it didn't even exist. And it, it, you know, it made me feel constantly like I wasn't enough. I was, I felt like I was just on this hamster wheel of like, that I can't get off. And I, I really, truly realized that there isn't, it's not my standard. It's not my self perception of myself that holds my value. It's Jesus. And what God says, it's who God says that I am. That's where my value is in, in by the grace of God, I am, you know, what I am. And it's by him alone, not by my own skewed self perception. That's, that's distorted. You know, it's, only through the lens of, of Christ that I can really even see who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it's all grace. It's all looking through his eyes to even see my own self clearly through who he says that I am not about me trying to live up to this, you know, perfectionistic standard that just constantly leaves me feeling exhausted. There's, there's a fullness and a satisfaction that comes, you know, not from looking in the mirror, but through looking at Jesus. Right. And, you know, the Scripture is so clear, and, and one of the things that is so important, in fact, it's such a theme in the, in the book of Ephesians, is the, the idea of God's desire that we find our identity 
in Christ, mm-hmm. who we are in Jesus. And so in, in the book of Ephesians and really throughout the New Testament, we have all these in Christ statements where the mm. Lord is, is wanting us to see this is who you are. This is how I see you and this is how you need to see yourself. But so many people struggle with that. And to me, this is one of the things I, I think is, is something that needs to be just talked about so much more in the church today is, is not, you know, is, is really coming to that place where we see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. Mm-hmm. But that is something that a lot of people struggle with is identity. And, and I was just wondering, I'd love to get your perspective on this is, how do idols, you know, the idols that we have in our culture play into this topic of identity? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's kind of like, I love what Ephesians talks about, you know, it like vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And, you know, what that I love, kind of what my pastor had mentioned one time that basically that whole idea of of vanity, vanity, all is vanity is that it's soap bubbles. All these things that we think these sneaky little idols that really can kind of creep up in our lives that I didn't, I wasn't aware that, you know, my eating disorder was an idol in my life until it literally consumed me. You know, I think of what Paul says when he says, you know, all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. It's not wrong for me to take care of this body that God has given me. However, it is wrong when it's in the wrong place in my life, when it becomes the the greatest thing in my life, the greatest treasure of my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to, to idols and our identity, I think we, we, we just, we're naturally created to worship, you know? Mm. And I think that we are just looking for anything to worship ourselves, our image. Um, you know, we want to attach our worth with our work. And so we just have to realize that it's like vanity, vanity, all is vanity. I'm chasing after, you know, soap bubbles, which seems really silly, but, but that is what it is. You know, our identity outside of Christ is an identity that's built on sand, you know, and we get to have our lives built on the rock, the solid rock, which is not what we do. Or again, perfectionistic, whatever it is, whatever we want to attach ourselves to outside of Christ, you know, we get to find rest and not serving or worshiping anything other than the greatest King, King Jesus, you know, <laughs> and, and that is where, you know, where idols are, are, are cast down when we truly see Jesus and what he has really done for us and our sin and, and, and the grace that he, that he is and has given to us. Um, we realize, man, there is nothing greater in this world and this life than him. And I don't want to worship anything other than him. And then every other area in your life is so there's joy there because it's in the right place in your life. It's not taking over your life. It's not an idol in your life. Wow. Wow, that's great. That's really, really good insight. Soap bubbles. So the idea is there's a whole bunch of them, but there's really no substance. Exactly, there. yes. I, I like that Perfect. same same analogy um, with cotton candy because mm-hmm. cotton candy can look, you know, a big old thing on that stick and it just looks so <laughs> inviting. It's like, oh, I want to have some of that. But, but when you eat cotton candy, I mean, like, you put it in your mouth, it just evaporates. <laughs> like there's nothing there. Yes. Um, and that's so much of, you know, what life, the things that we attach ourselves to in life are like. Um, now I have a question, Absolutely. though. Absolutely. So 
you're have you're going through this struggle, um, but you are a believer in Jesus Christ. You're mm-hmm. you're following Jesus. You're going to a good Bible teaching church. Um, how did you finally come to the place? What was like the breaking moment? Mm-hmm. Was there somebody that um, you know the Lord kind of brought into your life that that kind of showed you where you're at? What was the breaking moment that suddenly where the light came on and you were like, "Man, I, I'm like mm-hmm. all I'm messed up right now." Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I've made literally a mess of me. Um, it really was in the moment of, I cannot get myself out of this. Like I can't be my own savior. And I remember just telling one of my youth leaders at the time, can you please pray for me? And it was such a desperation, not just like, Oh, you know, I think a lot of times like, Oh, will you pray for me? It was like, I need you to pray. Like I need the Lord to like lit I need to cry out to him. I want other people to intercede for me. Like I need help and I cannot do this alone. And it was really at that moment where it was in the middle of a prayer where I, I don't even know who this person was that prayed over me. It was just, I went up there, you know, on a Sunday morning and I needed prayer and I was just so desperate for God and for him to save me from this mess that, that I was literally me And, and he prayed for me and he just said, I'll never forget this ever. He said, picture yourself. I want you to picture yourself literally like Jesus dying for you, like in front of you, Jesus on the cross dying for you, no matter what weight that you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what you've done. And it hit me on such a deep personal, like just me and the Lord level that I had never experienced before. And it broke me down and it, and it literally broke like into my soul in a way that, that Jesus really made himself so known to me in the, and it's like, you know, when he just loved you at your darkest, you know, yes. while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it really hit me like, man, I have been doing everything wrong. And I, I really, honestly felt there was no hope for me. Like I truly was like, well, God, you know, you could just leave me in my mess because I have made a mess of my life and that's what I deserve. You know, I just deserve to be stuck in this eating disorder forever because I worshiped my appearance. And, you know, I, you know, I was just, that's how like broken I felt like you don't even need to save me because I'm such a mess up. And the Lord in that moment was like, and that is exactly at your, at when you feel and you are at your most broken, I died for you and I'm going to make you whole and I'm going to help you. He's a present help. He was a present help to me. And I really, and I, I felt it and I, and I watched him work in my life and, and save me from, from it. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. So oh, that's, that's awesome. And how old were you when that happened? I think I was I could have been almost 17, um, late 16, early 17, okay. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so late years of, of high school, and uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I love the fact that you use the, the word desperate because one of the things I just love about reading the Gospels is anytime we see someone in the Gospels crying out to Jesus mm. in desperateness, that Jesus always responds to desperateness in mm. a positive way. And so that's a great, great picture for us. And if anybody's listening to this right now, 
And I want to encourage you that if you're here in Cambria and you're going, that's me, and you've been struggling trying to work this all out on your own, what, what it really takes is coming to that place of becoming desperate where you realize, I can't do this, but Jesus, I know you can. And as you cry out mm. to him, he will respond to you. Now, Cambria, uh, I want to... Um, I want to just move forward a little bit here because you're coming out with a new book called Growing Strong. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a bit about uh, your heart for that book? Yes. Yeah. I really, I, you know, I read when I was getting certified as a personal trainer, I read what the definition of strength was and it hit me actually like in a really spiritual way. I feel like God used that definition like, whoa. And it's this inner ability to overcome an external load. And it made me think about Jesus when he says, you know, come to me, all you are who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. And this this inner strength that comes from God alone when we're at our weakest. And so, you know, it kind of burst like growing strong, you know, and how in my weak, in my weakest part of my life that God was so strong in his strength in me quite literally uh, grew and and developed into just a flourishing relationship with Jesus and actually helped me put exercise in the right place in my life. And so growing strong was really, it came from, it really came from that struggle. And it also, you know, like meeting girls that feel like they're just searching for that, you know, perfect body, that perfect life. And the girl that just feels totally empty on the inside and is so ready to ditch the lies that are keeping her stuck in those same cycles of, you know, just self defeat where you're just Mm. so focused on the mirror and you're, we're just, we're focused on the wrong things and how, when we, when we literally go to Jesus, we come to Jesus, that he will give us strength in every area. And we don't have to be stuck. We don't have to stay stuck and we don't get to rescue ourselves. It's not about you can do it. You can do it. It's really about that Christ in you is strong in you. And so it's, it's, it's deep. It's for the girl that's ready to invite Jesus into every single area in her life. And that includes health and fitness. And for me, I excluded God from that area of my life thinking, Mm -hmm. Oh, God doesn't really care about this, you know, health and fitness, you know, that's vain, but God made our bodies. And the reality is is that a lot of people do struggle. You know, we are in these physical bodies, you know, we, we're, even though it's a tent, we're just passing through, it can become a stronghold in our lives. And, but it doesn't have to be when it's in the right place. And that comes from inviting Jesus into that part of your life because he created you. He made your body. He wants to help you. He wants to help you put it in the right place. And so it's fun because it goes deep in the devotions. And then there's also workouts and recipes. And it's just a really, it's really a fun book that's inviting. um, But that also is just like an anthem of hope, you know, that you don't have to be, um, you don't have to stay down, you know, that the Lord, if you feel like you've just dug yourself into a pit, mm-hmm. um, he can rescue you and he will bring light and new life into those areas that, that need a fresh breath of life of his life, literally. <laughs> amen. Amen. And the Bible does say that bodily exercise does profit a little. So there is, mm-hmm. you know, a, a point in that. And what I find really interesting is, you know, I have seen girls when I did youth ministry and, you know, women over the, the years who, you know, were a very, very attractive on the outside. Um, mm. But they had nothing going on on the inside because their relationship with Jesus 
you know, wasn't um, really strong. And so in, in a lot of ways, it was almost like the opposite. It was like unattractive because mm. it was so much of them. And, mm. then I, and then I've also seen girls who, you know, were maybe not super attractive on the outside physically, um, but they had so much going on with Jesus inside that that it made them like so attractive mm. because like there was just like a glow about them. And, um, and, and so I, I think that, you know, you kind of working or help people work on both of those aspects, but really helping them see that it's the inner person, you know, that Peter mm-hmm. in first Peter chapter three talks about, you know, the, the wife of her, you know, building her inner character and that being, you know, the focal uh, point of her life. And um, mm-hmm. we have about two minutes and I just want to ask you one last question here. Yes. Because in a recent post, you shared about your new book, and you wrote this. I wrote this for the girl who feels empty on the inside because she's exhausted trying to perfect the outside. What would you say to that girl right now? I would say to her that you do not have to feel empty for one more day, that you can come to Jesus, and he will satisfy you from the inside out and give you inner rest today. And you don't have to go searching for it for one more second. You can come to Jesus and he will, he is every single thing that you need and you will find inner rest for your soul. Amen. Appreciate that. And Cambria, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. And can you tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and your ministry? Yes. Thank you so much, Pastor Rob. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Cambria Joy and also cambriajoy.com slash join to sign up for weekly emails that I just send out encouraging just soul truth and inspiration to kind of get you through the week. And, and when you're feeling low or you're feeling like you need a little bit of, you know, Jesus and some practical advice, um, in, I'll be in your inbox every week and you can do that at cambriajoy.com slash join. That's awesome. And uh, that's a really cool name, Cambria Joy. I really like that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, and thanks for being with us today. And for our listeners, I want to thank you for joining us today for our conversation with Cambria Joy. And I pray that this conversation has been a blessing to you. And if this has been a blessing to you or our other conversations or Bible studies, we would love to hear from you. We'd love for you to uh, reach out to us at thebasicsoflife.com or at calvaryvista.com. And it is our joy to bring these conversations to you. And until next time, I want to encourage you or remind you to keep the basics of your life simply Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Basics of Life Conversations with Rob Salvato, where Rob hosts interviews about culture, life, and ministry. If you didn't know we're part of the Good Lion Podcast Network, you can find more Christ-centered content at www.goodlion.io. If you're encouraged by today's conversation, would you mind leaving us a review or giving us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to? And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We've got lots of content coming your way at the Basics of Life Conversations.